Welcome to an Elite Smart Athletes podcast. My name is Tolu and I'm a strength and conditioning coach and basketball skills trainer. But being an elite athlete is more than just lifting weights and doing drills. Every human has to deal with deeper thoughts. So this is the podcast where your inner athlete talks. If you're new to Elite Smart Athletes, yo, welcome to the gang. My name is Tolu. I have been on YouTube for five years now. Um, well, and Instagram and stuff, or I guess TikTok, I can't have been on for five years because it literally wasn't out five years ago. But yeah, I'm on TikTok too. The highest level of basketball I've ever played was semi-pro in France. So I played in the fifth division in France for a semi-pro team in Lyon. Um, and yeah, obviously four divisions above that are professional leagues. And yeah, I just, I love basketball. I've always wanted to be an athlete of some sort. I started off playing football. Um, obviously, if you can hear from my accent, I'm from the UK. So obviously, you know, basketball isn't the first sport you would think of with the UK. So football isn't the one where you kick the ball. Um, wanted to play for Arsenal. Arsenal is my team. I love Arsenal, even though we have just lost the league to, um, to Man City, which is very, uh, very sad. But uh, yeah, you know, I love football, but then I realized I just wasn't that good at football. I've I'm, I'm got a good level of football, and I feel like if I went to go play like five aside, six aside, I can still hold my own very well, um, just because I've played for so long, but I was never gonna be at that elite level. So I turned my focus to basketball when I was 14, since I had some height. I still wasn't the best at basketball, to be honest, but I started to see the improvements from the work I put in, and that's what's kind of motivated me. And, you know, I got fortunate enough to play that semi-pro level. Um, but unfortunately, I've also always had knee pain. Um, my first experience with knee pain, I was 11 years old, uh, and it was I was doing sprinting. I was also very into athletics as well. Um, but I was, yeah, running a 100-meter race, and I was leading, you know, standard for me at that age. I was, I was pretty quick, but um, I felt my right knee just pop, and it was just the weirdest feeling. And that was my first experience with knee pain. And then when I started playing basketball, um, started getting like the softer like niggling pain in my knee um, diagnosed as a tendonitis which then got upgraded to a tendinopathy and it kind of made me interested in how how can we heal this stuff because like my body can't just be breaking down at this age like I haven't even reached any sort of elite level yet so like how can this stuff get fixed um, and the reason why I got into like this whole training stuff is because of watching Devin Williams 10,000 hours that was my thing back in school times and when he brought his cousin on in episode six I think it was student of the game um I saw his cousin called himself the sports physicist and I loved physics back in the day so the fact that someone had combined sports and physics was just fascinating to me and that's what opened my eyes to strength and conditioning and that is how I am now a qualified strength and conditioning coach qualified basketball coach um, and obviously working on many different other qualifications because I believe there are so many different factors that make an elite athlete that you can't just focus on just the sport, just the athleticism. There's just so many other things that come into it. Hence why this page is called Elite Smart Athletes. It's about knowing how to become an elite athlete. Um, so, you know, just making sure that I share as much knowledge as I know so that you know what to do going forward. And particularly those people who train by themselves because a lot of people who do play at the highest level they have all the support systems in the world to be able to get better but us that are maybe at the lower levels um, and I don't have that support you kind of don't know what to do and if you're on your own you can get lost by the wayside real quick so um that's where I fit in. And as I said, you should be able to hear from my voice that I'm from the UK. It's funny because a lot of you guys who are following me nowadays, since my following has kind of grown a lot, because you guys found me from a video of me not talking over a Brazilian beat. 
you kind of assume that I was Brazilian, which is hilarious. Or because I'm a black guy that plays basketball, you kind of assume I'm American unless you hear me speak. So uh, that's always quite interesting. But I'm also always trying to put British basketball on the map where I can. So you'll see a lot of my earlier vlogs from years ago, uh, you know, British basketball focused and trying to showcase the players in the UK, the events in the UK, different trainers and things like that. So there's a lot of talent in the UK. I mean, we've got Jeremy Sochan in the San Antonio Spurs, NBA player. Um, OG Ananobi, obviously he is born in the UK, although he didn't really live there too long. Um, we've got Tosan Evbomwan, who is currently in the NBA draft process, but he's from Princeton, you know, that fairy tale one that they had in the NCAA tournament this year. So it's just a sign that UK basketball is on the rise right now. Hopefully we'll see more NBA players coming from the UK, but also from every country in the world, to be honest, because then we get a level playing field and we can see who's really the best in the world. So that was a long winded introduction to me. I'm gonna kind of use this podcast to, yes, keep addressing sort of training issues and things to help you develop as an athlete, but also low key to rant a little bit about things that kind of frustrate me in the training world and stuff and things that I think could be made more efficient personally from my testing with athletes and on myself. So uh, yeah, just join me on the ride. Obviously let me know what you agree with, what you don't. Let's, let's spark conversation. Let's try and um, build a community where we learn off each other as well. Now, the topic that I wanted to talk about today, I don't know if these podcasts are gonna be like a topic thing, but I did have something I did want to like kind of rant about a little bit. So my general theme for it is just that sports are just more genetic than you would think. Um, and I think that when I go into it, a lot of you are going to say like, oh, you know, by any means basketball, PJ performance would never give up on us like that. Like that's not what I'm about to say. Um, so this is not an excuse for why certain people played badly or anything. But I do think that, you know, genetics plays a role. Now, when people hear genetics in sports, they tend to think more literally like physiology, your athleticism, the things to do with your body. Um, and obviously, yeah, that, those are things. But as we've seen with those things, you know, they also can be affected by your environment, your training environment specifically, and you know, the way you play. So uh, certain people are able to jump way higher than you might expect because they've trained a certain way um, or they've played against certain level of players. And you know, my personal thoughts on this is that obviously uh, there is an upper limit to, you know, human potential at the moment, I guess, within our physiology and each person's genetics are individual, but most people probably don't reach the maximum limit of their potential anyway. Um, so that's why there's so much room to grow. But when it comes to sports, I think, you know, we can apply the same principle, you know, to, to skills as well, right? Because there are certain skills that just come more naturally to other people. You know, Steph Curry is amazing at shooting from long range. Dame Lillard is, but there are like, how many other NBA players that don't necessarily shoot at such a high clip from that point, like 440 something that aren't like that prolific from there. Um, now everyone would just say like, oh, well they put in the work, they got the reps. Um, I I find that quite funny at times just because I think that there are some people, let's take free throws, right? Um, let's say you have a 30% free throw shooter on your team uh, and you don't know, you might not know what reps they're putting in and maybe their reps are not high quality, that's true, but maybe they are and maybe there's just other factors that they're just not comfortable with the free throws, they just don't have the touch. So imagine they're putting in work just to be a 30% free throw shooter. 
like that's something I think about a lot because I've seen it with like kids that I've trained on certain teams like they, they are working they truly are working they, it's just not clicked for them yet and for some people it just never clicks it's just not their thing right and again I know some of you are going to say yo like why are you why are you letting these guys off the hook like you need to get onto them get them to work harder okay now the reason I get onto this is because a lot of people don't when we're talking about sports, people think that this is the way. You just have to work harder and the results will come, right? But if we talk about other aspects of life, then people's tune starts to change, right? Let's think about school, right? Because everyone who is watching this has either been in school or is currently in school. So the majority of students in, you know, your secondary school, high school, you know, I say secondary school again, UK, um, you aren't the best at every subject. There are just certain subjects that you might do better in, certain subjects you do worse in. Some people are just trash at all subjects, but um, yeah, there are certain things that you are better in than others. And I kind of equate this to like, okay, well, these are like your different sports that you would play. So some people are just better at basketball, some are better at football, some are golfers, whatever sport it is they may be. Um, but then even within the one sport, so let's say you're the one subject, right? So let's say maths. Some people are better at the trigonometry stuff. Some people are just better at the algebraic stuff. Um, some people are better at, you know, the different aspects within maths, the calculus, the statistics, whatever it is it may be. Say that some people have like a science brain. Like that's, what's, that's something that's definitely been said before. I'm pretty sure I've heard it. Um, but then some people have like a creative brain, like an arts brain. So some people are just better at art and like they know how to draw. Some people are just good at music. But, you know, again, none of them came out the womb just doing this stuff. Similarly, no one came out the womb just, you know, dribbling a basketball or kicking a football. Like, it had to be learned. But the environment that they were in allowed them to enhance certain skills. But they also had a certain level of just genetic base. I don't even know how to describe it properly, but there's just a certain thing within them that is intrinsic that allowed them to reach a higher level. And I'll use myself as an example. So, as I said earlier, I played in France, okay? I am able to speak French, I speak French fluently. Reason being that when I was a baby, from like six months to about two years old, um, I lived with my grandparents who were based in Senegal, a country that was colonized by France. So French is one of their major languages. So when I was learning to speak as a baby, French was a language that I was hearing all the time. So my brain was almost hardwired for French. Now, I left Senegal when I was two. I have no memories of actually living in Senegal. But when I started learning French in school, it was just super easy. And there was no reason why. It was just super easy. So I did it. In primary school, you know, we had like some extracurricular French classes. Then in secondary school, I had to do French as a subject up until my GCSEs, which are like some qualification you have to do in the UK when you're 16. My A-levels, which are the subjects that you have to do to get into university in the UK. So I did it there and then I did it in university. Um, and then that's how I got my chance to actually go to France to then play semi-pro. And that's all based off me having that hard wiring to actually learn French. And we look at trainers like by any means basketball, who's someone I look up to a lot, even though he's slightly younger than me, but um, he talks about the comparison of like learning a language to learning a new skill in a sport. And I, I can see, I've seen it in my life. But if I was to try and learn another language, it might not be as easy for me because it's obviously not a language that I'm aware of. Now, because my environment has now allowed me to understand how to learn a language when I was learning French, I understand the basic concepts of linguistics. So then that allows me to transfer it 
to another language. So I might be able to learn a new language better than someone that doesn't speak another language already, that might only speak one language. The point I'm trying to make here is that there are, you know, 8 billion people on this planet now. You know, I think we just passed 8 billion this year. So there's no way the probability of us all being made the same, like it's, it, it can't happen, right? It means that there are gonna be people that are better at certain things than others, including within sports and including within the individual skills within sports. And, you know, as much as they wanna train, as much as they just wanna be better, it might just not be for them. Now, should they hopefully be seeking out the best level of training to be able to improve their skills? 100%, yes, but it doesn't mean that things are gonna just click instantly or feel completely natural you know things might be more biomechanical but also that's the reason why in sports there are different roles you know the sports like football there's literal positions you know you don't expect a goalkeeper to be able to score goals you expect them to stop goals that's their job similarly in basketball basketball is a unique sport where you know people have to do multiple roles at the same time um but you know, some people do end up being role players for that exact reason, because it's just not for everybody. So the point I was trying to make in this whole little podcast that, you know, kind of went round and round in circles was that sometimes you just have to accept your role within the sport and master your role because it's just what you're good at. For me in basketball, it was rebounding. Okay. I just happened to be the biggest kid on my team. I wasn't the biggest kid that I was playing against. I used to play against some like 6'11 guys and I was like 6'2". But I was the biggest kid on my team. So my job was to rebound. Like that was it. That's how I got on the court. But the more I started learning how to rebound, then the more I would start to get a couple more fast breaks because I would rebound and I would run. And then maybe I get some offensive rebounds. So then I start getting some confidence with finishing. And then off of that, you know, the more athletic I'm getting, I'm starting to be able to defend a bit more. So now I'm a rebounder and I'm a defender. And because I'm getting more athletic, I'm defending multiple positions. Well, that makes me valuable on the court. And then when I went to France, I started to add in a three-point shot. So now I can catch and shoot. And then off of that, you know, people have to respect my shot. Okay, well now I can get to the bucket where I want to. Without, so none of this involves it. I had no handles at this point. I, I still don't really have any handles right now. Um, but my whole game kind of expanded based off me just mastering the one thing of rebounding. But similarly, if I have a bad game, I will throw all of that extra stuff out the window and I'll just go back to I'm rebounding and I'm playing defense. Like that's it. Because those are the things that I've done for the longest. Those are the things that are more natural to me. They, you know just come, yeah, they come more naturally. So I would say that they are essentially part of my basketball DNA. And I think everybody has a different basketball DNA that kind of should be more respected by coaches when they're training their players and understanding what their DNA is. Um, obviously there could be deficiencies per se in quotes, but we want to build well-rounded players as a coach. But also we want to play to people's strengths and make people understand their strengths and understand how it's going to help them going forward. And this podcast was definitely not the most coherent. But for now, you know, as I said, I'm just ranting. I'm just letting thoughts out. It's not going to be coherent. This is just kind of random thoughts, as I've said. So yeah, thank you for listening to this. Um, you know, you can check out the links. Um, I don't even know where links are on like podcasting platforms, but on YouTube, it'll be in the bio. Um, but yeah, check out the links. Uh, I got a free vertical jump workout on my website, www.elitesmartathletes.com. Um, I've also got a couple affiliate links for some different products, um, particularly to do with joint pain, but also some different training products that I use. So if you want to use the same stuff that I use, then uh, yeah, feel free to check out those links there. And um, 
I think that's I think that's going to be me signing out of this podcast. Uh, this might be one of the longest videos I've had to edit in a while, but we'll see how it goes. Oh, I say videos, it's a podcast. Some of you might be listening, audio listeners. Audio listeners, you need to check out the YouTube side of things. And also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Elite Smart Athletes. Uh, yeah, I'm always just posting different stuff on there. You know, more of me not talking over Brazilian beats. It's always great. But I'll probably post some of these clips on there too. And one final thing before I sign out, again, this is for those audio listeners who are not, you know, on the YouTube side of things. Uh, one thing I didn't say at the beginning was about my logo um, because I've I've never really explained this on, on the channel, but I'm like a bit of a superhero nerd as much as I love like sports and everything. Um, I love superheroes. So I think you should be able to see that this kind of diamond shape is similar to Superman's um, logo. So it'd be kind of cool to have like some sort of like diamond thing and that if I wanted to do like some some merch releases, I'd have like a shirt and I would like open it up. I do have some pictures of like that uh, that I took a while back. Um, but yeah, that's what my logo looks like this. So it's actually meant to be the E and S of Elite Smart. Um, I'm not sure if anyone has ever got that, but you know, there you go. You know, this, this podcast is giving you a bit more insight into me as a person. Um, you know, I'm not just that guy who's silent on Instagram and TikTok over Brazilian beats. Anyway, I've been talking for way too long, so appreciate you guys listening. And as always, until next time, stay blessed.